Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Respeaking. Hello. Hello, Jennifer. Hello, everyone. Hi, Scott. I've, it feels like it's been way too long since we've done this. Yeah, well, we've skipped a week. So I, I, I'm hoping that our listeners were freaking out last <laughs> Tuesday going, where's my Respeaking episode? <laughs> what yeah. happened? But, freaking out. I love it. Yeah. It's good to see you, and it's good to hear your voice. Thank you. At, at an appropriate you. volume level. <laughs> you can hear me. I can hear you. We're talking about volume today. We are. What's the problem you see out there? What's the most common issue with volume? Well, it's interesting because we can talk about volume level in a virtual presentation environment versus in-person where I feel that's where volume levels can really be compromised is when it's an in-person presentation because over virtual, we have microphones, yeah. whether it's a mic like this one or the mic in our laptop. So we have additional support with our volume. You know, that's funny. It, it leads me to think about there is one, it's always true in speaking, by the way, there is one principle that rules them all. And that is when it comes to volume, it's all about distance. I mean, right? Well, yes, explain more. Well, let's take the virtual environment. The microphone helps. And there's also a little technology that some people may not be aware of, and that is in your computer and in your software, there are actually things that if you're quiet, the computer will turn up the sensitivity. It's as if this, the mic listens a little bit better. Yes, you can so, adjust that, yes. Right, the technology, this is true when you're speaking virtually, and this is true if you're doing a keynote where you wear a mic, that there's this little hidden gremlin in the machinery that increases and lowers the sensitivity of the mic as you speak, but, you probably have heard this. We did this a couple episodes ago where my mic wasn't properly attached to the computer. So it was my on computer mic, this tiny little mic that was really far away from me that was recording. And you could tell the difference because I was speaking at about a foot's distance, right? I was speaking to speak into this microphone and the other microphone, yeah. It changed just, the quality of your voice. Right. So I guess there's something to be learned in the virtual world, which is getting a mic close to you helps. Mics, most of the mics are designed to be at a pretty close distance to you. Like we have ours right now, like you have yours. We do. And I feel one of the best techniques to work with these mics is get a partner inside of your virtual room with you, you need to test it. Just as you and I, we, we test this, we test our mics before we start our podcast. We right. double check, make sure that it's working. You can't really do that when you're on your own. So it's well, really important. We, to we didn't do that a couple episodes ago. When we I forgot. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> it's okay. We've been forgiven. Yeah. 
Yes. Now, However, how does this tie into when we are giving an in-person presentation, which hopefully we'll be starting to do more of, volume is one of the most important skills because if your audience cannot hear you, what is the point in giving the presentation? And it's even tougher. I mean, this is a more complex issue than most people think because what if you're in a room and you're not mic'd and it's kind of rows and rows of seating. So people are close to you. They might be 10 feet away. And then you might have people that are 50 feet away. And my, okay. my contention is that our mind wants us to find a target and speak at an appropriate level for that distance normally, right? So if I look at somebody who's 15 feet away, I'm going to kind of habitually, I'm probably going to want to talk at a level that they can hear, but I have to remember I'm in a room where there's people who are 50 feet away from me. And even if I'm addressing somebody up here, I've got to use a 50 foot voice. When the audience size is larger, especially in the corporate environment, if it's an audience of 30, 40, 50 or more, typically a mic is brought in. There is yeah. a, a sound team to support that presentation. However, what I notice is when we are seated at a table or we're standing in front of an audience, and this could be an audience of five or, or 10, when the presenter is not speaking loudly enough, it is a huge distraction for their audience because the audience, ha they have to lean in and yeah. work so hard to capture the message. Yeah. Well, two things come up while you were while you were saying that came up for me. One was um, the microphone when the microphone is placed here, and you end up in say a large room. You risk sometimes overpowering the mic because you're thinking I've got to yell to get to the back of the room. So there's this funny trick you have to you have to do. You have to adjust to the fact that oh the the microphone is right here. I only need to speak as if I were in a conversation with somebody who's maybe three or four feet away, and people at the back of the room are going to hear just fine. Then you hear the echo of your voice. There's a lot of weirdness to that that experience. Well, and it goes back to testing. Yes, you want to test a mic before the presentation, for sure. Right, and then the second thing that came up in my mind while you were while you were talking was you constantly test your volume simply by being open and aware to your audience. I mean, being aware of how they're talking to you with their body language. If people are struggling, if you're aware enough, you'll sense that. And that sensing is because you're able to pay attention to their body language, their facial expressions. Are they having to lean in? It's usually the cock of the head and leaning in and trying to capture. There's, a, there's another point to this, Scott, that we haven't brought up. When a presenter speaks with a low volume, mm -hmm. it creates a certain presence about the presenter. And what I notice, especially with coaching to low volume speaking, 
it can exude a lack of confidence. Mm. Because when we speak too softly, it's, it's almost as if we are giving the message, we don't really want to be up there. We don't want to be pre presenting. We're not confident about our message. So we're not using our volume to convey the message. I, I feel that's really important for presenters to think about. Low yeah. volume can equate to lack of confidence. That's how yeah. it can come yeah. across. Yeah. And add that to the struggle with processing with somebody have to, to really has to strain and you really have a problem. Um, yes. It's not a good experience at all. Scott, have you come across, I've come across this with coaching. I have had some clients say that it actually physically hurts them yeah. to raise, raise their volume. Their volume. Yeah. Yeah. Th this is, look at, the human voice can be incredibly loud. There's very few people on this earth that don't have a loud voice, but they have habits of using it. So if they have a habit of talking in a quiet voice, speaking loudly is outside their habit. They are apt to do some pretty bad things with their voice. One is if you think volume is really all about forcing air, across your vocal cords, then you'll take a deep breath and you'll try to yell, but you'll be really tense up here. And so you hurt your voice. There are a lot of people I know that have these at our age that have kind of a gravel in their voice because- Our age? What's our age? Oh, well, I mean my age. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Love that it. Is Scott's faux pas of the day. <laughs> I love it. I meant, well, you know, to us 20-somethings. <laughs> exactly. There you go. But they struggle because, you know, a powerful voice. You were talking about power. When you're too quiet, there's not enough power in your voice, right? But I like to remind people it's relaxed power. So if you want to discover how to generate a more powerful voice, you not only have to produce more air, you know, take a deep breath, have a lot of support in your diaphragm, have a good posture and all those things. Um, but you have to begin to become aware of how is the tension here? It matters. If you are, if you are straining to produce volume, you're going to hurt your vocal cords. That's not good. No, it's um, not. It's yeah. Not. So you, I, I often come across this phrase when coaching to volume and it's, I sound loud. I sound loud to myself. Do I really speak too softly? <laughs> and what's so interesting about that is of course we can sound loudly to ourselves because our mouth is right next to our ears. So the key is we need to ask for feedback. We need to ask for feedback on our volume level and trust if an audience says it's too low, trust that that is how they're being perceived. Yeah. And I would say, just remember, it's akin to throwing a ball. If you need to get that ball 20 feet, then you need to throw it with a little more power. <laughs> yeah. Your volume is a function of distance. So 
begin to adjust your mind to that reality. And don't just ask for feedback. Always be listening with your eyes. Always be reading the audience to see if they're struggling to hear you. It's all about them. Yeah, get those words to land on the back wall. Then you know you have everyone covered. There you go. All right, what are we talking about in the next episode? Ah, our next episode is how do we manage time? This is yeah. a key skill when giving presentations. And it freaks people out. It can be an <laughs> obsession. Oh my God, my time. It, it can so, be. So this is a timely very good, Scott. I'm getting Very cornier, cornier all the time. <laughs> all right. I'll let you guys get away from me. <laughs> Have a good Until week, everybody. Bye. Thank you.